from 1023 KRMG and Sade Music. This is School Music Notes for Life. And with us this week is Andrew Ralston, Economic Development Director for the Port of Catoosa. Andrew, welcome to School Music Notes for Life. Thank you, Dan. Glad to be here. First of all, let's let's establish where you are in life right now. Economic Director for the Port of Catoosa. That's, uh, that's millions and millions of uh, dollars of revenue coming into northeastern Oklahoma that you're in part responsible for. Uh, no pressure, right? Right. No pressure at all. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, economic development at the port, uh, including business development, uh, basically attracting new business, expanding existing business here at the port, as well as our newly acquired property in Inola, Oklahoma, but also doing business development for new transportation markets. So, you know, we do a lot of agricultural products as well as steel and machinery moving on rail and water. Yeah, I don't know if how many people really realize what a big economic engine the Port of Catoosa is. And I think most people, even those who live around here, still think of Oklahoma as a landlocked state. We certainly are not. You know, it, it's uh, funny when President Nixon came in 1971 to dedicate the port, he called us Oklahoma's seacoast. Hmm. What else? Just give us your short CV leading up to this position. Yeah. So um, uh, before this, I was at the Tulsa Regional Chamber uh, for almost six years doing economic development uh, in in their uh, realm uh, for the whole region. Uh, And then also uh, before that, I actually worked for two different uh, musical instrument companies, uh, both Springfield Music in Missouri and Sade Music here in Tulsa. And it's the music part of your upbringing that we want to talk about, Andrew, because you are a yeah. lifelong musician. You still play, right? What's your instrument? Uh, so right now I mostly play upright bass in a jazz swing band called The Zoots. I've been in the band since I moved here to Tulsa about 12 years ago, uh, and we've kind of altered between about 8 to 11 members over the years. Uh, and yeah, we were all professionally employed elsewhere. Some of us are music teachers, but uh, for the most part, this is uh, just a kind of a hobby for us. What does what role does that hobby fill in your life? I mean, we you know we've already established you've got a high pressure job. Um, is this a way of unwinding? Is it? Um, kind of the thing that feeds your soul when the rest of your week is about numbers and money? Is it all of the above? What is it for you? You know, it, it's really an escape. Um, and it's music, something I've been enjoying since I was a kid. Uh, my my mom is a piano, violin, and viola teacher. Um, my whole family's involved in music, at least in, in some capacity. But it really is getting away from work and, and, and enjoying something that is not related uh, to my job. Where'd you go to high school, Andrew? Joplin High School. What was the high school music program like? Uh, so uh, I was an orchestra uh, at Joplin High School, and, and honestly, the the teacher there, Terry Delance, uh, he was teaching there for almost 40 years when he retired, and uh, he actually was my mom's uh, uh, orchestra teacher when she was in high school. So a huge connection to the community, a uh, huge influence on my life, um, and orchestra, I, I've got some lifelong friends uh, from high school orchestra that will always be a part of my life. Besides the lifelong friends, what other lifelong lessons or behaviors do you think you took from your time in the Joplin High School Orchestra? Uh, you know, I, I actually went on to study music in college as well. Uh, music education uh, was what I studied at Missouri Southern State University. Uh, that was a huge piece of my life from a standpoint of being a part of a group, being organized, communicating with others. There are uh, significant detailed lessons through music that are applicable to the job market in almost any industry. 
And um, that all translated, you know, my interest in music as well as uh, the ability to communicate and be organized, translated into a sales and marketing position uh, for musical instruments. But then it subsequently became uh, sales and customer service on the economic development side because you are directly client-related, client-facing in this position. Hmm. Now, of course, jazz, is, there's so much improvisation. Do you think that uh, that helps you, at least you know, in terms of creativity or mental capacity? Yeah, somewhat. Uh, I'm more of an analytical musician. I, I learned playing to play piano and cello first. Cello is actually my main instrument. It's what I studied in school. Huh. Uh, jazz came to me later. Uh, I didn't actually start playing jazz until college. And there's, a, there's actually a significant analytical side of jazz where you are looking at a roadmap of, of chords and rhythms and notes, and you're finding your own path. So there is some improvisation there. Uh, but the improvisational side on the bass, uh, it's really only when you're playing a solo and you're in the moment and uh, you're able to uh, rise to the occasion when it's your turn or when somebody looks at you and says, hey, it's, it's your turn to play a solo. And uh, it's kind of on the spot. I see a lot of that every day in my job where somebody asks you a question and if if you don't have the right answer it has significant impact you know as well as i do that this is uh, an unusual uh, season for high school and well for music educators period and trying to get young students fifth and sixth grade onto their instruments and involved in a school music program what would you say to the parents of young people who are in that age range and might be or might have been at least this time of year considering a musical instrument so I, I would say that there's still opportunities, uh, both virtually and in, in smaller venues, uh, to get lessons and, and to uh, even take an instrument home and get started yourself uh, to uh, kind of check things out and, and see if it's something that you want to do. There's plenty of media out there to observe the music that you want to learn about. And I'm, I'm the outgoing chair for Signature Symphony at TCC, and something that we've been working on significantly over the years is music education connection to professional orchestras and professional uh, brass groups and other things that uh, can reach students that may be interested in music but haven't quite experienced it in their family lives like I was lucky enough uh, to experience. And I think that if you're uh, wanting to get students involved, they have to see it and hear it being done uh, at the highest level before they're really going to understand what the musical sphere holds for them. We know that Andres Franco is leaving the TCC Signature Symphony. How goes the hunt for his replacement? So we, we had some great candidates, and, and we were holding on to them as best we can because uh, we were trying to uh, make sure that we can have a good season where the, the followers of our orchestra uh, can actually see these conductors conduct in person and, and uh, not lose that momentum. Uh, but we're, we're taking a little pause trying to, trying to get some time because of the COVID-related uh, issues with large events. Um, but I think we've got some great candidates that people will be excited to see conduct and perform with our orchestra. Are you concerned about the future of the TCC Signature Symphony, given all of this? I'm concerned about every organization that is fine arts related and has to hold large events in person. Thank you for doing this for us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Dan. I enjoyed it.